0: Hallelujah and praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us for this Kyle service. And I'm super excited that I get to bring you the word this particular evening. You know, it has been a tremendous two months of home worship as you are preparing for live church worship. And tonight, I want us to continue where we left. And one of the things we want to talk about is wealth. And we have been discussing about prosperity for a very long time. Well, the last week as I was out of town and attending to some things, There was a word that came into my heart on how to break the spirit of poverty and the danger of allowing the spirit of poverty to blossom because remember i don't call poverty a situation that means lack of money i'm calling it a spirit that there is a spirit that attracts or makes one to make and become poor remember poverty begins with your choices it doesn't begin with your luck Luck is a consequence of choice. So whenever you see luck, that is the consequence. And if you can be able to alter the choices and be able to make the choices that will break the spirit of poverty, then your life shall take a different trajectory and move to the next level in Jesus' name. And so there are things that happen in a person's life that makes them to choose in a particular way that eventually make them to stay in a life of perpetual lack. So I'll read uh, from the book of uh, John chapter 11 and John chapter number 26. And here the Bible says, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to them, Let us go to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you are going there again. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve days to work? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. Because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. This he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Well, there we are seeing a character uh, study and a character relationship of Jesus and his friends, and Jesus and the one he loves. You know, many of us love to sing, I am a friend of God. Let's see how God deals with his friends. Because it is easier to sing that I am his friend, but if you don't understand how he deals with his friend, then most of the time you will miss Take his actions and feel that if you are a friend of God, why should you be sick? If you are a friend of God, why should you be poor? If you are a friend of God, why should you be struggling? But there are mechanics that happen in a place that determines whether or not you are going to rise above. Now, one of the things that Jesus says in the book of John, he says, if anyone, there are 12 hours of work. And that means for you to walk, you must see the hours in which you're working. But then he adds, if anyone walks during the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. So Jesus is trying to put a correlation between your work and your walk. Now when he's talking about your walk, he's talking about your thought process. He's talking about your inner imagining and your inner perceiving. And he says, he who walks in the night, he does stumble because the light is not in him. So many of the stumbling that happens in the lives of people have to deal with the operations of the light that is in them. He says, whoever walks in the light, the next verse, but he who walks in the light does not stumble. So stumbling is a sign that you are walking not with the right light. He who walks in the light does not stumble. So it is important for you to know that the life of stumbling is not a life that God ordained for you, but it is a light that it is a life that is occasioned by you walking, and that is orchestrating your mind and your thinking by them not being able to be aligned by the word of God. Jesus now moves on to bring light to the sentence when he tells them this, our friend Lazarus sleeps. Then he says, the the disciple says, if he sleeps, why should we go to wake him up? Then Jesus moved on to say that, let me speak plainly. He says to them, Lazarus is dead. So here we are seeing that There are two categories and two languages that are created. To the person who is in the light, Lazarus is asleep. But to the person who is in the dark or in the night, Lazarus is dead. So many people are treating sleeping things like dead things. To those who Lazarus was dead, they picked him up they buried him, they rolled a stone over him, they embalmed his body because to him Lazarus was dead. And many of us, when things die, sometimes it is not that the thing has died, but the light to operate the life in that thing has died in you. So you don't have the light to operate the life in the thing because if you have the light, then simply you can manipulate the life and commandeer the science that is required to make the things that people see as dead as though they are asleep. So Jesus has to move from the language of the light to come to the language of the night. So in the language of the night, the sleeping is dead. To the language of the the light, the dead is asleep. To the language of the night, the sleeping is dead. But to the language of the life the dead is asleep and that is the power that comes to us who want to break the back of luck and to confront the spirit of poverty because poverty changes your phrasing of things it changes how you articulate your ideas it changes how you confront your matters because when a person is poor something that is asleep they will treat it as dead Because it is dead, they will discard it. They will throw it away. They will put it aside. They will let it go and sink and rot. And when the time Jesus arrives at the house, they say it stinketh. It has been dead a long time because it has changed their phrasing. Why am I using this as a sign of poverty? Now you hear this. The Bible says that, Mary and Martha lived, and Lazarus, there was a man called Lazarus who was sick, and he lived in a city called Bethany. Now that word Bethany, the name Bethany, means the house of poverty or the house of affliction. That this Mary, they had anointed Jesus, but they had not changed their house. They came and poured expensive oil, but they had not changed their house. It is a story of an unclean spirit that leaves a person. And when that unclean spirit leaves a person, it goes into places. But it comes back and finds the house unchanged. And transformed and informed and developed. and the Bible says let me get seven worse spirits and that comes to your organizational development that comes to your spiritual development that comes to your financial development that you cannot be wealthier than the house that feeds you you cannot be wealthier than the source that supplies to you so it says here that because they lived there Lazarus was sick you see sometimes when people are in poverty you may have the revelation of how to get out but the revelation of getting out you may have the anointing the passion of how to get out and the revelation of how to get out but how your world has been phrased by your world How your inner world has been phrased by your world has so much so made you feel as though that things are dead, but yet they are asleep. And that is how poverty destroys people. It changes how they phrase things, it changes how they articulate things, and it changes how they work out their things. So you can give a poor man a million shillings and he will create a million problems. You can give a rich man man are one shilling and he will create a million out of it because we don't fight poverty with money we don't fight poverty with uh, with goods and gifts and everything we fight it fast by changing the house and if you don't change the house if you don't change the house if you don't make choices to leave Bethany then there are things that happen in Bethany that makes the people in Bethany not be able it, it means affliction it means poverty that thing that happens there and I'll show you in just a few verses how the things that happen in Bethany that affects the power of the life and the power that can move through you when you change and make the right choices so it is important for you to know that what is is dead Jesus says whoever walks in the light does not stumble because if you're walking in the light there may be things to make you stumble but because you are in the light their ability to stumble you have been neutralized you will notice that if you're walking in the dark the things that stop you are not because they were supposed to stop you but because you don't have sufficient light concerning the matter. So you can only manipulate the life by the power of the light you activate. But that light is not the light of a book. It's the lighting of your spirit. It's the lighting of your inner being. The Bible says the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of the man is the light of God. So it's the candle of your spirit. And I'll show you in just a few minutes from now how Bethany, now to see how Bethany was run so that you understand the mechanics that happened in Bethany and why Bethany is a place that kills the light that is the light of God and the life that God has ordained for you because before long it is not that Lazarus became sick because in Bethany you will see that they become sick and in Bethany that he died and in Bethany when they buried him put him aside because that is the plan of poverty to take out your life, to take out your zest, and you shall see that in a few minutes. Now, go with me quickly to the book of Matthew chapter number 26, and I shall be able to bring some... Looking at how Bethany was run as an economy, and you will see why it becomes an important component, because what happens, they said about Jesus when he was going there, they said about Jesus in the book of Luke where we have read, that they said, you are going to... To, to, to this place and they are planning to stone you and you will discover that Jesus says those who want to stone me they're in the dark and and their intention cannot support cannot frustrate my purpose. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter number 26 if you're there the Bible says when Jesus had finished saying this uh, this saying all this he told his disciples in verse number two he told his disciples you know that the Passover takes place after two days and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Check this out. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas, verse four, and they conspired to arrest Jesus in a treacherous way and kill him. Verse 5, not during the festival, they said, so there won't be rioting amongst the people. Now check verse 6, while Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon, a man had a serious skin disease or he had leprosy. A woman approached him with an alabaster jar of very expensive fragrant oil. She poured it on his head while he was reclining at the table. Verse number 8 says, When the disciples saw it, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. Now, hear this and as, as we start from here. Now we are seeing that in this a system here called bethany we are seeing that this is the place after jesus has spent his time teaching the people we are seeing that he says two days from now i'm going to the passover but as i'm going to the passover at bethany people are impoverished because of the evil agendas and the evil intentions that surround them And sometimes you may know this, that Caiaphas, being a high priest, he represents the office of God, but he does not represent the heart of God. And most of the time, the things that destroy a person's ability to rise above, they camouflage themselves as representatives of, but they lack the heart of the person they are representing. Caiaphas here, being the high priest, he's supposed to be the person who is providing a platform for the Messiah. Caiaphas here being the high priest. He's supposed to be the person who is establishing and expanding the grace that Jesus have for the transformation of people. But Caiaphas has gotten to the place where we read in the Bible that they have gotten to the place that they love the temple more than God, that they love the temple rules because the temple rules provide for them a relevance that the people cannot have a relationship with God outside of them. But this Caiaphas now becomes a system, a representation of God that does not have the heart and the mind of God. And many a times the things that lead people in a path of destruction are things that camouflage as ambassadors and representatives. But the Bible says that this Caiaphas being the one who is running Bethany, The Bible says he has come to take Jesus by trickery. Now, one thing that brings people into poverty is that poor people are easily tricked. One way to get a person to be poor is just by introducing trickery. And why are poor people easily tricked? Because your greed is what will determine how great you can become. If you are greedy more, you will lack the discipline to develop more. Because the greedy have no time for patience. The greedy have no time for discipline. The greedy are more about the result than the relationship. And here Caiaphas, is more interested In getting Jesus at a time where there will be the least uproar, but his intention is not just to trick, his intention is also to kill. And so here we see that in Bethany, it is an environment where people are easily tricked. And many of us in our journeys of life, whatever you want to do, you have to know that around you, if you don't identify the Caiaphas around you, they may be packaged as a friend, they may be packaged as a brother, they may be packaged as a sister, but they are tricksters. They are tricking you, they are seeking to kill and to crucify the work that God has begun in you, as Pastor Charles mentioned recently, because whatever work God begins; It is good, but the enemy knows I cannot stop God from starting, but I can trick you whom God has started a good work into abandoning what God has chosen for you and settling for less. So the first thing that we see about that place is that there is a place where there is a lot of trickery and you are easily tricked because you are greedy. You are easily tricked because you don't value relationships. If you are about to do anything. Anything you must first ask yourself, do I value the relationship this person is? Because you cannot trick somebody whom you're not in relationship with. I have to be too close to trick you. I have to win you over easily. I have to uproot you from where you are grounded so that I can easily trick you. As you are packing and plotting your journey to prosperity, there is another group seated at a corner, there is another customer or another person. Targeting your customer, targeting your market area, targeting your market growth. And so if you are timid, you cannot break the trickery of these men. If you are timid, you cannot break the the intent and the strong intention of the Caiaphas that surround your life. And many of us, our lives are surrounded by Caiaphas. There are people who have categorically positioned themselves around you to make sure that you don't leave Bethany. There are people who have plotted themselves around you. And that is why when we see Bethany, we don't see Lazarus is sick. Now we are seeing again in Bethany another person is sick. So it is a system that corrupts the life and the health of the people that stay under it because it has been built with the sole intention of making people not arise. Hear me, a true prophet raises the people up. The Bible says the spirit of the prophet, then it is operating in its fullest, it is there to edify, it is there to encourage, it is there to comfort, it is there to stock you up, it is there to edify, to strengthen you in, it is there so that you may be able to do the things you could not do were it not for that spirit of a prophet. And when the spirit of a prophet is operating correctly, it breaks the timidity of the people. But when the spirit of religion and the spirit of tradition is operating, it makes you lose your confidence and lose your courage and lose your place of standing because it doesn't bring light to you. It brings darkness to you. And so you start stumbling because you become aware of your inadequacy and of your inability to function. So the first thing you see about that is that that Bethany was a place that became the house of affliction or the house of poverty because of the tricksters that were operating in Bethany. And the only way you can survive you not being tricked is by embracing the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will not only give you the wisdom but also the boldness to survive this kind of Trickery. The second thing the Bible says here it says, When Jesus was in Bethany, he came to a man and a woman with an alabaster box came there and poured it on him. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant and they said, Why this waste? Because you have to understand that poverty is as a result of low investment. For many of us, people who are surrounding us, they see learning and investment as waste. Jesus was surrounded by disciples, but they became indignant when they see that a great investment is being made on you. There are people who love you cheap. There are people who love you naked. There are people who love you distraught. There are people who celebrate when you have nothing more because their value is built when you have need and your need gives them value. When they saw Jesus receiving an investment, they called it waste. And many of us, we are in poverty because we have allowed people who don't treasure or bring investment to us. Whenever an investment is coming your way, whenever somebody wants to put the Bible says this, that when this woman walked into the room, she walked with an, ab- an ab- alabaster box of very costly fragrant oil because there are people who don't think that you deserve that level of investment very costly fragrant oil you cannot break poverty without a costly investment. The investment, the thing that has to grow is not your finances, it's you. The thing that has to change is not your money, Is you. The thing that has got to move is not your neighborhood, it's you. And if you don't get the right investment, then your premium will go low, then your value will go low. And that is why many of us are at war with people who can invest in us because you will discover that, that 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 when it comes to wealth it is not transmitted uh, it is not transmitted by osmosis it is transmitted by discipline it is transmitted by consistency it is transmitted by dedication and th- that is the cost that it will take it will require you to go beyond the norm To break the norms that have kept your life in change In change, sorry For your life to change For your chains to break You will have to make a very costly price You have to switch off from some people And cut off from some people And decide to overlook some things And stay away from some people So that you can be able to make the pouring in And for you to make the heavy investment And sometimes when you're doing the costly Some people will become indignant with you. The people who are in your life right now, when you begin the journey of your own progress, of your own freedom, they will begin to tell you how far do you think you will go? How far do you think you will get there? This is a waste. Why this waste? And that is how some people see your life, that anything somebody does for you is a waste or anything you are doing for the development of the relationships and the development of the people that shall make a significant impact in the lives of others, they call it a Waste And in the minds of the people, they've already seen you as a waste. And listen to this. The Bible says, why were they treating him as a waste? Because in their minds, Jesus is poorer than the poor. They said in verse number nine there, verse nine, quickly, quickly. Verse nine says that... uh, we this might have been sold for a great deal because that's how people get into problems because many of us are not businessmen they are dealers this might have made us much more whatever you have done with it here is less and when you want to grow your wealth and you want to make a great sale uh, my version here says this could have been sold uh this could have been sold for much more because that's how people want to break this thing. They want to break it, not by investment, but by becoming traders. You're saying that this one, I can make so much more here than there. And it says, when we make a deal, we can give to the poor. And the substitute of success, and not the substitute, the compromise of value is that many a times, we frustrate the relationships that can build us for people who have no intention of investing in our lives, according to them, they were okay with the poor, but Jesus was already poorer than the poor. They felt like to Jesus it is a waste, but to the poor it could have done more. Other versions say that the person who said this, it's not because they loved the poor, but because they loved money. And that's the thing that comes to people who want to break the back of luck and break the spirit of of poverty for you to break the spirit of poverty, you cannot break it without the love of God. If you don't love God, you will never break poverty because money has a way of creating a chain for those who love it. It will create for you more problems because the people are more concerned on how much they could have made, not how much improvement they are making on themselves. And that is the tragedy of many people who are in the spirit of poverty before the woman came in, they were okay. Before the house that they are sitting on, it is Jesus that has made provision and arrangement. They are there on the honor of another. They are not seated at their table or because of their honor. They are there on the honor of another. But when you are walking with the honor of another, don't try to make yourself wealthier and wiser than the person who has invited you to the table. Because it is poverty that wants to speak before it lands. It is poverty that wants to walk before it crawls because you're thinking about the great much instead of making your investment you want the investment to become in terms of money but if your wealth can be counted it is not wealth because the wealth of god is called the unsearchable riches of christ it can, never be, it can never be extinguished because it is not born by sale. It is born by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that breathes in man and gives that man wisdom and imagination and direction and purpose and focus and faith and, and courage and, and valiance in everything. So when you are more concerned with what you are making rather than what is making you, then you cannot break the spirit of poverty. And that is why Jesus looks at them and says, Why are you troubling the woman? Because when you see yourself as a waste, but your bank account as a wealth, then you are lost because you are the investment that God is investing on. And as you invest in yourself, I always see there are there are CEO seminars that people pay $3,000 just to be in a seminar. And, and you wonder, what are they learning? They are already CEOs. They are already directors because to the poor, they are asking, why are you spending money learning? But to the CEOs, you'll hear an average CEO reads 52 books and year but a poor man across the street will say i don't have time to read but the ceo across the street is saying i can't stay without reading and when you look at their lives it shows the ceo is investing in himself while the poor man across is trying to find a deal that will get him out of poverty and is trying to get a deal that will get him out of this and try to get a deal but that is not how it works that is the seduction of poverty pulling you in, making you trade your learning for earning, and soon you lose your earning because of lack of learning because that is how people are seduced into poverty, and it's a spirit. It's a spirit. There were friends of Jesus in Bethany. There was a man in Bethany. So if a friend of Jesus can be in poverty, then we who are also his friends, we too also can find ourselves in that place. Now, as the story progresses, the plot thickens. The plot thickens, and it becomes this. The Bible says... Jesus says, for you have the poor with you. Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. And that is the thing. Jesus said, when it is day, those people who can work, work. But when night comes, people stumble because they can't see. Jesus is saying that this woman has done a good work. Now, when it comes to breaking the spirit of uh, poverty... It is the quality of your work that represents your worth. It is not the ability to get the people to buy or to sell. It's the ability to inspire confidence in the people who are buying and selling from you. This woman has done a good work because you have to know this, that the difference between the rich and the poor is that the poor moves from sale to sale, but the rich moves from sale to confidence. When you look at the next verse, Jesus says that this woman has done this in remembrance she has prepared me for my Bible burial and she shall be remembered so you have to know this every work you do leaves your aroma leaves your fragrance and if it cannot be remembered you did not prepare well <coughs> sorry if it can't be remembered, you did not prepare well. If it can't be remembered, you did not put the right mixes in your work. If it can't be remembered, it means that you became a user. You became a dealer. You are shortchanging people. You are a trickster because you allow the spirit of Caiaphas to run your life. But if it can be remembered, everything you do, you ask yourself, what are the people remembering? Not what am I doing? What are people remembering? Verse thirteen says, She has done this preparation for my burial. Verse 13 says, I assure you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed, in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be in memory of her. So everywhere Jesus is, the woman shall be because of her ability to affect the memories of people. Now, you have to know that your business is a memory. Everything you're doing is a memory. Where you spend your money is a memory. There are things you want to do with your life. When you look at the circle of your life, then it hits you. It is not the way you make us laugh that makes us remember you. We see how you handled yourself and then we remember the kind of investment that you made in us. Right now, we were just uh, doing some site visit with some of the engineers and they were giving us the cost that is required to build the the faces of of the work that you are doing. And we are looking at all that cost and asking ourselves, this money, the people who are going to bring it, they're not going to bring it because the building is a good idea But it's because of the memory that we have built in their minds The teachings have brought to them The prayers we have prayed over them The covering we have provided for them That is what makes people to come out of their way And be able to do things with you So you cannot be able to make a withdrawal Where you never made a deposit That is not the laws of life This being our year of sowing We've said that you shall reap What you sow, not what you want what you saw you cannot be the one all the time we are paying the bill for we are buying the lunch for when will you buy the lunch you cannot be the one who is always in trouble when will we be in trouble you cannot be the one who is always in it. when will it be the other person when it is you who is always in the same kind of problems it is a sign you have not made the right learning or you've not made learning a priority in your life learning is something you do when people are around you and that is the spirit that Caiaphas introduced. Back in the days when the Bible could not be read by people, it was only the priests who controlled the Bible. And when you control the Bible, you control the centerpiece of people's faith. It took Martin Luther to pin 91 or 93 theses on the door that read justification by faith. It didn't take a preaching, it took a thesis, and by proclaiming that justification is by faith, now you can have a Bible in your hand because a man took the discipline, time And risked his life and organized himself and put his life outside there So that you can now have the privilege of calling God and calling your name And calling the name of the church you are worshipping in the name of that church It took one man to begin that process That process up to date has built a what? A memorial We finish by saying this Everything you do in your business, everything about money You must ask yourself (coughs) What memories am I creating? What memories... Many a times, I've done some funerals. And every time we do a funeral, we, I always look at the pro- program. I have never seen part of the program where we allow the branch manager of the bank you banked to come. Because when you are dead, the bank moves on. I only go to see it when they are burying their fellow colleagues. Because according to them, your relationship is transactional. It is not covenantal. They don't owe you a visit at your funeral. When you are sick, they'll bring you flowers because they hope you don't die. When you are high rated, maybe you have banked in millions, then they will say, send a representative. Recently, I was quarreling a banker and I was telling them, how, how can you be seated here and this here, we are your clients, and we are doing this, and you do- have never even come to see what is happening. So what memory are you building? And you'll be surprised, many people trying to fatten their accounts, believing that they're doing and building their greatest life, but they have lost opportunities to build memories. So they go to the world alone. But Jesus said, wherever this gospel is proclaimed, this is how Jesus became global. This is how this woman became global, by her ability to build memory in the right person. Not everybody, the right person. Every person giving them the right value. You say you'll do this, you do this. You say you'll do this, you do this. By building that memory, they were able to get the right value. I finish by saying this. Verse 14 says, Then one of the disciples called Judas went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they said, 30 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought the opportunity to betray him you see in every society there are opportunities to learn opportunities to break opportunities to build opportunities to burn now you will discover that the closer you are to the center the easier you will feel to be transactional when you begin to become transactional with the center, you lose the value of the covenant, then by the power of the transaction, then you will lose your place in that particular covenant. Because you have to know this. Before Jesus, Judas was of no value. He went to them and said, and this is the danger. <clears throat> when somebody is offended, their mind tells them, let me go and look for those who are offended. I sent something to my people and I told them, The first form of childishness is to look for the offended when you are offended because you're not looking for solution. You're looking for support. But sometimes not all support is support. When somebody is in a frame of offense, the trigger is to let me look for somebody who is equally offended. And around greatness, there are many offended people. But in that state of offense, you will discover that I have already built enough that we can transact with. Now, you have to know this. When they killed the body of Jesus, they did not know they bathed the body of Jesus. Wow. Because what Jesus was now doing in a body, he was now liberated to do in spirit. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, if they would have known, they would not have slain the lamb. Because you have got to know this, that a leader is a multidimensional person. An anointing makes you multidimensional. When somebody is graced by God, he carries many dimensions. This particular uh, week, today, I I was telling them that I I was with lawyers, then I was with police, then I was with engineers. In one week, that you are giving directions multidimensionally. When they killed Jesus, they killed him because he was a lamb. He was easy to kill. But by killing the lamb, suddenly they awakened a lion. That in the same lamb, there was a lion. But the devil who packages himself as a lion, we discover he is not a lion. So what happens is this. When you want to break the spirit of luck, be loyal. Hear me. The rich form clubs. They don't form committees. They form clubs. The Iga Golf Club, whichever golf club. And they make those clubs to be places of bonding. Be bonded well so that you can build well. Everywhere you are starting, Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do. Because you cannot do great if you have never been exposed to great. When you are loyal... What happens is that you transmit an ability to do greater works. And so when you want to break the spirit of luck, you have to know that there will be many opportunities for disloyalty. There will be many opportunities for betrayal. There will be many opportunities, not reasons, opportunities, because the reasons are even there. But you'll say, I may have the opportunity, But because of my loyalty, I choose to rise above. I choose because there is already Caiaphas in place seeking how to break and keep the people. He traded with 30 silver. The oil that Jesus was anointed with was more than 300 pieces. That is the danger of selfish ambition. And that is the danger of disloyalty. That is the danger of betrayal. You don't even get the worth you are betraying for. The woman betrayed Jesus, and the woman who poured the oil, the oil was about 300 or 400 denarii. The man who betrayed Jesus betrayed him for 30 denarii. He he didn't even get the worth for what he was betraying for, but he lost more than what he was betraying for. And so I challenge you success honor's honor the honorable get the grace the honorable and to you i i i challenge every one of us that if you're going to break the back of luck if you're going to enjoy wealth learn to walk in honor my children my sons, learn the value the japanese economy is built on honor Mm -hmm. their culture of bowing is just a culture of honor Mm -hmm. honor honor so that you honor your word Honor your commitments, honor your friends, honor your relation. Walk in honor so that that honor has built, it built the second largest economy for the longest time. The Toyota that you drive is built by honor. The fridge that you're using is built by honor because they have learned the value of honor. They are a stable, thriving economy. By the power of honor well that's all the time we have we have to stop there we want to go straight to a time of giving and we are going to be bringing to you information throughout the week that shall guide us on how we shall be unfolding in the coming days so our pay bill number is two hundred three zero two now don't say that church is cheap and and well this is much and that is little everything that we bring to God counts so our pay bill number is right there on our screen. The pay bill is 20302. 302 Now, if you're a tither, I want you to go ahead and know that the blessings of the tither are resting upon you. If you're a sower, I want you to know for every seed you sow, there is a harvest. If you're giving to the man of God or to the work of God, or for the purposes of saying, I've been blessed by the message, I want you to know that God shall water those who water him so whatever reason you are giving today i pray that may the god of all grace make all grace abound to you as we break the spirit of bethany over our lives. As we break the house of poverty, the house of oppression, and allow the resurrecting power. Because when Jesus arrived in Bethany, he told Mary, didn't I tell you that your brother shall live again? Because that poverty had taken such a spiritual form that they were natural doubters. They were procrastinating the work of God. As I've said, poverty changes your phrasing. That Jesus says he will do it, but poverty says he will do it tomorrow. It changes how you phrase things and you cannot receive until Mary Martha is saying oh he shall resurrect in the future Jesus says I am the resurrection and you is listening to me Jesus is the deal he is the deal that which you are looking for if a light in Christ arises in you the matter is settled forever whether it stinks whether it is dead whether it has been forgotten it is still within your power to bring it to Jesus and as you've come to Jesus he shall bring the word that shall let it go free. So go ahead and give in the spirit of excellence as we come to a time of closing and as I pray for you in Jesus' name. Father, I bless your people this Sunday evening. I pray, Father, that we shall not be stuck in Bethany. I decree, O oh Father, that those who have listened to the word, that they have gotten a truth that poverty is not your choice. Lord, they are your friends, and because they are your friends, you are their God, and they are your people. So I bless them, and I decree that as we've come into a new month, as we've come into this middle of the year, that they shall birth that which you've committed them to. Lord, they shall walk in the honor that you have graced them for, that they may enjoy the abundant life. Let their and Rise and let them not be subdued in Jesus' name. Thank you very much. So, our prayer line is 0720 536 If you've just joined us for service for your first time, go ahead and send us your prayer request and we shall be here to pray for you. And also, I want you to know we are a church. We are not just a camera and a backdrop and a studio. We are a church. We are a body of thriving, abounding, reigning, Kyle believers. And you can be part of that society. And so I want you to join our tribe on 0724-001565. Go ahead and call us and let us know how we can partner with you as you gear yourself up for eternity and for success in this life. May God bless you. See you tomorrow at 4 a.m. for prayers in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.